Welcome to That's What She Said, a podcast of sermons at Galileo Christian Church, Disciples of Christ. Galileo exists to seek and shelter spiritual refugees, who for us are people for whom the church has become boring, irrelevant, exclusive, or even painful, especially people who have been pushed out because of their gender or sexuality. If you yourself are a spiritual refugee, we're especially glad you're listening. This week, you might have noticed our pastor, Katie Hayes, is not here. That's because she is in Indianapolis for a board meeting of the Louisville Institute, where I've heard some people are interested in how they should spend their money to help new churches. I think she might have some ideas about that. Um, But because she's not here, that means we get to welcome Savannah Brooks, who's going to be our guest preacher tonight. Yeah, let's snaps for Savannah. Um, Savannah is a teacher and a reading specialist. She serves students with academic difficulties, and she serves in various ministries at Greater Greater St. Stephen First Church, where she's been a member since 97. Um, Savannah's plan for her future in ministry includes becoming an ordained minister within her local congregation and serving as the associate pastor. In this role, Savannah will continue to strive to improve and grasp this all-important task of preaching. It is Savannah's hope in the future to have more opportunities to share through preaching in various contexts. Um, This will allow her to become a well-rounded, well-informed preacher. Savannah grew up in the Baptist context where um, there were not any women who preached. Um, There were women called missionaries being encouraged, uh, who encouraged her to stand up and Um, do what someone said was not for her to do. At a young age, Savannah was considered a missionary and spoke on many occasions. Growing up in a home with her grandparents, church was a big part of her life, and so was learning about the word of God from her grandfather. Preaching has always been a part of Savannah's life, and we're so glad to listen to that preaching tonight and eager to receive the gospel from Savannah Brooks. Thank you so much for being here, Savannah. Hi, church. I'm Savannah. I will be reading the gospel for this evening, Luke 9. Then Jesus called the 12 together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. He said to them, take nothing for your journey, no staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, not even an extra tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there and leave that town, leave from there. Wherever they do not welcome you as you are leaving that town, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They departed and went through the villages, bringing the good news and curing diseases everywhere. On their return, the apostles told Jesus all they had done He took them with him and withdrew privately to a city called Bethsaida. When the crowds found out about it, they followed him, and he welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed to be cured. The day was drawing to a close, and the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so that they may go into the surrounding villages and countryside to lodge and get provisions for we are here in a deserted place. But he said to them, you give them something to eat. They said, 
we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we are to go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. And he said to his disciples, make them sit down in groups of about 50. They did so and made them all sit down. And taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. And all ate and were filled. What was left over was gathered up, 12 baskets of broken pieces. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hi, church. I just needed to do that to help me take a deep breath. Shake off a little of my jitters. But I do greet you in the name of our loving, wonderful, and beautiful God. To Dr. Katie, thank you for this wonderful opportunity and for a gracious invitation. And thank you to Galileo for welcoming me into your home tonight. I greet you on behalf of my pastor, Dr. Michael Bell, and the Greater St. Stephen First Church family. I did bring a few of my family members with me, my sister and a couple of cousins, so that I could, you know, kind of settle down. <laughs> but to God be the glory. I've already read the gospel reading for tonight. And Luke 9 begins with Jesus giving his disciples power and authority to confront the oppressive systems that push people to the margins and firmly held them on the fringes of society. He sends them out telling them to confirm this power through preaching of the gospel and to exhibit it through miracles. Jesus tells them, I'm sending you out to proclaim the kingdom of God. In other words, to remind people of God's absolute sovereignty. Go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Remind people that God still sits high and he looks low. Remind them that God sits on God's throne high above the earth. Remind them that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I need you to go and preach the gospel to make a difference in the lives of people and in their communities. So Jesus sends out the 12 to preach and to heal. Jesus tells them, hey, don't take anything with you. I just need you to simply go. So travel light. I wish Jesus could have told me that. I thought about a time when I was in the military and I was coming home for just about a week's stay, but I had two small children and I'd packed a full-size suitcase. This was in the early 90s and you didn't have to pay to check a bag. So I had my full-size suitcase, I had a, a, a diaper bag, a purse, and I had a toy bag. I had a lot of stuff with me. And it made it difficult to get through the airport. I had to manage the kids and manage the bags, and I wasn't always focused. You see, Jesus tells these disciples, don't take all of that with you. Don't take a bag. Don't take a purse. Don't take a staff. Don't take an extra shirt. Leave it all behind. Travel light. You see, when you travel light, you don't get distracted. Distractions are the things that pull us off course. Distractions are, of course, those things that take our attention from the main thing. He says, travel light. Jesus tells the disciples, you have an important message of hope and that that's the main thing. 
Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about where you're going to sleep. Travel light so that this message of God's kingdom is your central focus. Travel light. Everything you need, God will supply. As a matter of fact, Paul tells the same things to the Philippians. And my God will supply every need of yours according to God's riches in glory in Christ Jesus. We got to travel light. And should they encounter resistance to these teachings, they are to move on with their journey without hesitation. Shake off the dust. Keep it moving. Keep on stepping, he tells them. Luke then tells us that the disciples did as Jesus instructed, and they proclaim the good news and heal people everywhere. You know, Luke doesn't tell us how long they were on their mission trip. We are told that when the apostles came back, they began to tell Jesus all about their preaching and healing experiences. So Jesus' fame was being spread throughout the region, and people wanted to come and see this Jesus that the disciples had told them about. So people showed up, and guess what? Jesus welcomed them. Just as people welcomed the 12, now Jesus welcomes this crowd. Jesus didn't turn them away. Jesus didn't put them on a charter bus and send them to Washington, D.C. Jesus didn't meet them at the border to find out if they were from Central America, Haiti, or North Africa. Jesus didn't bother to find out if they were from Eastern Europe. Jesus didn't hire more border patrol. He didn't lock them up in detention camps. Luke says that Jesus welcomed the crowds. He taught them and he healed those who needed to be cured. You see, hospitality is a part of what we do in the body of Christ, and it is crucial to the mission of the church. We welcome people. Galileo is a welcoming church. Someone met me at the door and said, hey, welcome. There was a sign that said, welcome, Savannah. You are a welcoming congregation. We welcome people so that they are aware of God's grace and care and is extended to others. As the people were listening to Jesus, the 12 came up and they said, hey, Jesus, it's getting late. We need to send these people back. You know, we're in a desolate place. We're out here in the boonies. I feel like that now. I moved to Keene and I feel like I'm in the boonies. There's no Jason's Deli, there's no Chipotle, and there's no Maggie's r and I'm kind of in the boonies. And so he t- they tell him, Jesus, you got to send them away. There's no way they can even book an Airbnb. We're in the boonies, Jesus. Send them back to town. We're in a deserted place. We need to send them away. Jesus then tells the dep- apostles, you give them something to eat. Jesus, we need to send them away. No, you give them something to eat. What Jesus, we only have five loaves and two fishes. That's what they said. We only have five loaves and two fish. You give them something to eat. Five loaves, two fish, 5,000 folk? Come on, Jesus. You got to be kidding. This is all we have, the five loaves and the two fish. That's the best we have right now. 
unless we go and buy food for all these people, we simply can't feed them. We need to send them back to the city. With so few resources in a deserted place, I think it's possible that the disciples felt overwhelmed and doubtful. Sometimes we feel overwhelmed and doubtful by the needs we see in our communities. You know, at the start of the pandemic, we saw long lines at the food bank. We know families have greater need because of the rising cost of food and housing and, oh my, don't even talk about at the gas pump. Students have greater needs for tutoring help. People all over our communities are in need. We can become just as dubious as the disciples, so much so that we are tempted to send them away. We are tempted to throw up our hands and say, we simply cannot help. However, when we designate our resources, our money, our time, even our know-how, we can and will make a redemptive difference in our communities. So Jesus says, hey, have them sit down in groups of 50. God always has a plan. Uh, we may not like it. It may not be what I thought. It may not be the way I wanted, but God has a plan. Oh, it may like, be like the disciples. Oh, man, Jesus, come on, really? That's our response sometimes. Really, God? God has a plan. And the disciples follow Jesus' directions, and they have the crowd sit down. Jesus takes the loaves and the fish, looks up to heaven, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples to give to the people. The Bible says that they were all filled, and they all ate. And then they took up 12 baskets of broken pieces. The fact of the matter is that God will never call us to do something and not equip us to do it. Did you hear what I said? God will never call us to do something and not equip us to do it. You see, God called Moses. Remember Moses? He's out working in the desert, and he runs across this little burning bush, and he steps up. Hey, why is this bush burning and not being consumed? And God says, Moses, I've got a job for you to do. And Moses says, me? See what I'm doing, God? I can't even talk right. God says, Moses, I need you to go. You're going to go and talk to Pharaoh. But God equipped Moses to do the job that God was calling Moses to do. God will never call us to do a job that God will never prepare us for. God has called us. You feed them. God has equipped us to do just that. We have five loaves, two fish. Somebody showed up that day. Somebody in that crowd, somebody in that multitude showed up with something that God could use. We too have shown up here today with something that God could use. We've shown up with five loaves and two fish. We've shown up with the gifts that will bless the body of Christ. We've shown up with the gift of encouragement. 
Somebody in here showed up with the gift of administration. Somebody else has shown up with the gift of leadership. Someone else has shown up with the gift of discernment. I tell you, we've shown up in here in Galileo and we have everything that this congregation needs and this community needs to make a redemptive difference. You have to ask yourself, what did I show up with that God can use? What did I show up with today? What gift am I holding on to that I'm not working on that God can use? You see, we all have these wonderful gifts that God has given us so that God gets more of what God wants in the world. We just need to be willing to release them back to God so that God can work through us and accomplish God's purposes in the world. The disciples who have been given power and authority over all demons to cure diseases have been challenged to feed a multitude. Once the disciples gave Jesus all they had, once they gave Jesus everything that was available, Jesus used it and multiplied it so that everyone was fed and there were leftovers. When we release to God all that we are, all that we have, every gift, every talent, then God can multiply it and magnify it by God's power so that people are blessed, so that people are encouraged, so that people are strengthened and God's purposes are lived out in the world. When we give back to God, when we release our gifts, then people can encounter the commonwealth of God in such a way that lives are changed, communities are transformed, and the needs of God's people are met. Last week, Dr. Katie talked about the designation of resources for the church's missional priorities as a way to express and manifest the intentions to get more get God more of what God wants in the world. This week, our focus is centered around cultivating our spiritual gifts for the life of our church and community, realizing that just like the disciples, Jesus has invested power in us. We have been commissioned to go out to make disciples. We've been sent out to do great things in God's beautiful world. So what's the challenge? What's the challenge for you? To truly think about, contemplate the gift you have that you are willing to cultivate, to put in the time to develop so that God gets the glory, so that God's people are blessed and God's kingdom grows. What do you bring that God can use? What gift are you holding on to that you are afraid to share? What gift can you cultivate? What gift are you sitting on that can make a redemptive difference in the body of this fellowship, in this community? What gift can change the landscape of Fort Worth through Galileo Church? What did you bring with you today that God can use? as co-conspirators, as friends with spiritual gifts, are you willing to release and cultivate so that God can multiply and magnify by God's power to make a redemptive difference in God's beautiful world, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks for listening to That's What She Said. 
This podcast is preached almost always by our lead evangelist, Rev. Dr. Katie Hayes. Galileo Church has five missional priorities. We do justice for LGBTQ plus people and those who love them. We do kindness to those in mental and emotional distress and celebrate neurodiversity. We do beauty for our God who is beautiful. We do real relationship, no bullshit, ever. And we do whatever it takes to share this good news with the world God still loves. To support the production of this podcast and the ongoing missional priorities of this church, go to GalileoChurch.org and click on Conspire With Us. You'll have options to use your Venmo or PayPal or use your credit card or bank account. Any amount helps. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you thanks. Peace.